0: Log Talk Radio. Praise God and welcome to Live Deliverance Internet Radio. And I want to thank everybody for coming into the show. I want to thank Advantage Dennis Taylor. I was supposed to be helping her with this, but I have an emergency with a serious situation with my ca- a case of an exorcism. We're going to give it to Advantage Taylor. She has it for one hour. She has it for one hour. Evangelist Taylor, you have the mic. All right. Well, praise the Lord. This is Evangelist Janet Taylor coming to you live from Walls of Fire uh, Deliverance Ministry, and um, we're talking about idols tonight. We're going to talk about idols. Um, That's what Apostle uh, had wanted to talk about. So we're going to talk about that idols in the church, idols in our homes, idols in our nation. We're just going to talk about the idols that are in um this country. So, let's just get started with um we're going to start with the beginning. Um what is an idol? Just what exactly is an idol? I'm so glad you asked. An idol Is anyone or anything that you love more than God. It can be a person. It can be money. It can be material possessions. It can be fame and power, or it can be a position, a job title that you hold, or it can even be a family member. But an idol is anything that you place above God, and God hates idols. And we're going to look at some scriptures tonight to show you um, how God feels about, about idols, and then I'm going to tell you why God hates idols. So let's deal with that first. Why does God hate idols? The reason God hates idols is because, first of all, the idol is a false god, that man created it It was created with human hands it's lifeless it is powerless but yet people ascribe power to it by saying uh this idol did this for me or this 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 statue it did this for me and um they create them people create them and then bow down and worship them now Back in the uh, biblical times, the idol was usually made out of wood or stone, and it was carved. Um, it was the work of men's hand, And yet they had the nerve to say that um, this idol that was made by men's hands was their God. And the very first idol that we see in the Bible is when the children of Israel Um, When God brought them through the Red Sea and then they got um, in the wilderness and they took off all their jewelry, all their earrings and, and everything and melted it down and created a golden calf. And they began to dance around it and bow down to it in worship. And they said that was their God. Now, that was just the biggest lie, but it was also a, a terrible sin because it provoked God to jealousy. It offended God because God was the one who opened that Red Sea. He parted it like a highway. He just cut a highway right in the middle of the Red Sea and brought his people across on dry Ground, 600,000 people came through that Red Sea, and that's not even counting the women and children. And then they had the nerve to say that this idol that they had made with their own hands, they had the nerve to say that this was their God. So this um, offended God because those who worship idols offend God. And provoke him to jealousy. And you say, well, why would God be jealous? Do you know of anyone else who gave their only begotten Son to die on a cross such a brutal death, whose blood was shed, and then he was he he was crucified, buried, and rose again on the third day, so that you and I could have a right to the tree of life? Do you know of anyone anyone who did that? No other religion has a savior. All the other religions of the world put together are worthless. They are worthless, and so are idols. Paul said it. He said, an idol is nothing, but yet people worship them. They bow down to them. So you say, well, woman of God, people are not bowing down to statues now. Well, that's not true because people are bowing down to statues now. You know what they're doing? People are coveting and worshiping other people. Even in the church, you have celebrity preachers. They have become idols in the body of Christ. People idolize them. Uh, 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 uh. They just love everything about them, and they say, that's my 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 preacher, that's my pastor, my bishop, that's my man of God, and they idolize them. They send money. Now, there's nothing wrong with sending a donation to a ministry. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. But you should not allow a man or woman of God to become your idol. Glory be to God. You should not. You try to buy them things. You're always thinking of them. Uh, your mind has been consumed by that person. Well, they have become your idol. So let's talk about some modern-day idols. Modern-day idols can be a person. It can be money, material possessions, um, fame and power. People are so enamored with themselves now. They even have a show called American Idol. Can you believe that? People actually go on there knowing that the name of that show has the word idol in it. I would be terrified. I would be so afraid to go on there because it has the word idol in it, and God hates idols family members people worship their sons and daughters and they put them on pedestals thinking they can do no wrong and they actually worship them when i was teaching i um had a student i had a, a group of 10th graders and um, i taught english and so i had to uh contact this y- one young man i had to contact his mother about uh, his paper that he had written, he had, it was grossly uh incorrect. And so I, I told the mother, and she was telling me how her son, he was like her best friend. And I kept listening to her. She was going on and on about this young man. And then she said, I worked, and she cut it off. She almost said she worshipped him. And I gasped because I'm like, oh, my God, she's about to say this word. Worship. worship belongs to one person, and that is God. And so when we worship people, we are in extreme danger, and we, have, we offend God, and we provoke him to jealousy. So let's look at some scriptures tonight. I've pulled up some scriptures about what God has to say about jealousy. So I'm going to um, just go through these scriptures. The first one is Leviticus 19 and 4. And it says, turn ye not unto idols, nor make to yourselves molten gods. I am the Lord your God. This is exactly what the children of Israel did when they came out of Egypt. They made a golden calf. It was molten. The word molten means melted down. They fashioned it out of gold, and um, they just made this thing. And then they bowed down to it and said it was their God. How offensive, how offensive that was to God, the true and living God, who had just b- created this mighty miracle for them that they had never even seen such a thing. Uh, a whole sea was parted for them to go through on dry ground. And then God closed it up at the perfect time to drown their enemies. And yet they said that this golden calf that they had made with their own gold, melted it down and fashioned it and carved it out, they said this was their God. Wow, what a travesty. Then let's look at Leviticus 26 and 1. It says, ye shall make no idols nor graven image, neither rear you up a standing image, neither shall ye set up any image of stone in your land to bow down unto it. For I am the Lord, your God. So God said, don't even make these things. Don't make them if it's standing up. Don't make it. Don't make these things if you're going to bow down to them. Don't make them. He said, don't do it. And yet, this is what the children of Israel did. And this is what people are doing today. They are bowing down to their idols. So today's idols don't look like the statues of, of wood and stone. Today's idols might be houses and cars and and, and uh, uh, all of these things that people have, gold watches. And uh, even a cell phone can become an idol. If you got a cell phone and it's waterproof, you can drop it in a tank of water and it still works. That can be uh, 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 an idol. Uh, uh, some of the celebrities have made some um, products that uh, ha- have become idols. People people want them because this is what so-and-so is wearing, and this is what so-and-so made, and this is what so-and-so endorses. So they get in line at 4 o'clock in the morning to get the latest tennis shoes. They they. They, they wait for it to come out and uh, spend exorbitant prices for these things, and uh, these things are idols. Uh, there was a pair of tennis shoes that recently came out, I want to say about last year, that had uh, supposedly they were by Nike. Nike said they didn't even make them, and uh, they were supposedly had uh, – uh, a drop of blood a drop of human blood in in these tennis shoes and 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 they were supposedly uh uh dedicated to satan and those shoes uh went for a $1000 a pair and um uh, uh celebrities rushed and bought them they got them before you know they even really uh, came off the uh, assembly line and um I think they only made like 400 pair of them, and, um, but they were dedicated uh, to Satan, and, and people bought these tennis shoes. They rushed to get them for $1,000 a pair. I, I remember when I was in college, one of my friends, she used to shop at Nordstrom, and um, she told me about this purse that, that she was carrying, that it was a $1,000 purse, and I just kind of looked at her. Uh She was always, you know, letting me know expensive her things were. But I looked at her because, first of all, I don't have a need for a $1,000 purse, and then second of all, for $1,000, that purse better be able to run the vacuum cleaner and cut up and fry a chicken on its own. So if it can't do that, I don't want it for $1,000. And the new iPhones, the iPhone 15, is uh, over $2,500. And certain people have already got them uh, because, you know, they got to have the latest this and the latest that. For $2,500, that uh, uh, cell phone had better be able to do a whole lot more than what they say. I'm talking about clean my house. Um, uh, shave my husband's hair, uh, that and and sweep and, and and mop the floor, and run the vacuum cleaner, and fry a chicken or two, and bake a ham on on the side. So for for twenty five hundred dollars, that phone uh, has to be able to do a whole lot more than just take some pictures and talk on it. I'm just I'm just I I, I can't be. Uh, wasteful like that, and then I don't idolize things like that. I don't have to have those things. So, as a matter of fact, I don't even want those things because if somebody knows you have it nine times out of ten and they don't have it, they're coming for it. So I, I, I I don't even want to make myself a target like that. So let's continue on looking at these scriptures. Leviticus 26 and 30. And the Lord says, and I will destroy your high places and cut down your images and cast your carcasses upon the carcasses of your idols. And my soul shall abhor you. Glory be to God. My soul shall abhor you. God says, I'm going to hate you because God hates idols. Glory be to God in the highest. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, we're going to keep going. Uh, Deuteronomy 29 and 17 says, and you have seen their abominations and their idols, wood and stone, silver and gold, which were among you. Uh, I I remember um, uh, reading in um, Ephesians how, no, it's not in Ephesians. I'm just going to say in the Bible. How... um, when they got to Ephesus they found uh, idols there they had made this idol of, of 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 Diana and uh i think from the greek culture it was uh, Aphrodite and these men that worked there uh Paul told them that that, that there was nothing to it that that it was an idol and it was worthless and it was nothing and um they were offended because Paul preached against it and then um they said hey this guy's got to go he's messing with our livelihood he he uh this is how we make our money and so um these guys were employed um to make these idols these statues of Diana and um it was so much idolatry in that place Paul had to tell them he said Uh, you people are so superstitious, he said, you have a statue for uh, uh, an idol for every God, the God of the sun, the God of the moon, the God of rain, the God of uh, of, 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 of snow, uh, the fertility God. He said, you got a God for everything. He said, uh, you even have one called the unknown God, in case you missed one. He said, but that's the one I want to introduce you to, the unknown God, the one that you don't know, because he alone is the true and living God. And so uh, those people, they said, Paul, uh, he had to get out of there. They said, you got to go, buddy, because you messing up our – this is how we make out living, and uh, you messing it up. This is our trade, and uh, we've been working for kings and stuff. They pay us good money to make these uh, idols for them, so you got to get out of here. So Paul was pretty much ran out of town, but that wasn't anything new to him. Uh, Wherever Paul preached the truth, they didn't like it in most cases. So uh, an idol is nothing. Paul told us that an idol is nothing, but it, it bothered some people. They bothered some people. And uh, so Paul had to clear that up. That it, it's nothing, but what we are not to get into idolatry. Believers are to serve the true and living God. The Word of the Lord, found in Exodus, says, Exodus chapter twenty, "Thou shall have no other gods beside thee." He said, "I am the Lord thy God that brought thee out out of Egypt." Thou shall have no other God besides me. I alone am God. I'm the true and living God. There is no other God. Anything else you bowing down to, it's lifeless. It has no power. It cannot speak. It cannot hear. It cannot walk. It has to be carried around by the people who made it. He said an idol is nothing, and the people that follow them basically are nothing. So, he said it was all nothing, but nevertheless, people continued to have these idols in their lives and in their homes, glory be to God, because they did not fear the Lord, and they did not really know the Lord. The reason that they kept idols, they, they just had to have something they could see. But the Bible tells us in Second Corinthians um, uh, 7, 4 and 7, we walk, five and seven, we walk by faith and not by sight. I've never seen God, but I tell you what, I know him. I've talked with him. He's talked to me. He has uh, demonstrated his great love for me and his mighty power. He broke the chains that had me bound. He set me free. I wasn't able to come out of uh, 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 a drug addiction Uh, To crack cocaine. I wasn't able to shake that on my own. It took Almighty God. It took the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. That was shed on Calvary's cross over 2,000 years ago to set me free. And He did. He set me free. I'm telling you, it was a glorious deliverance. And I give Him praise. And even after 30 years, I'm still delivered. I'm still saved. I'm still sanctified. I'm still set free by the power of God. Glory be to God. Why? Because he whom the Son sets free is free indeed. So I got to give him praise tonight. Hallelujah. I got to lift up my hands and worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I will never bow down to a false god because when I was strung out on crack cocaine, when I was a prostitute in the street, no idol was able to help me. It was only the Lord Jesus that showed up in the basement of that Forsyth County jail, and he delivered me. He heard my cry. He pitied my groans, and he set me free and I got to give him praise. So I'm not confused tonight. I, I, I'm not wondering who the true and living God is. I know him. I know him for myself. Glory be to God. So I'll never serve an idol. Glory be to God. I'm not confused about who my Savior is. Hallelujah. Because there's only one God. Hallelujah. One Lord and one faith and one baptism. Hallelujah. And I got to bless his name on tonight. So let's continue. Let's continue in the word of God. Hallelujah. God said that they're abominations and they're idols. You see, an idol is an abomination to God. It is it's 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 like uh uh uh, uh putting something in God's face that is extremely power if it's made of wood and stone and and they fashion them out of silver and gold how can it have there's no there's no life in silver or gold it may you might be able to make it shine real pretty but it has no life and if you have to carry it from one place to the next you know it's not a god because you got to pick it up and move it to the next destination it cannot walk it cannot talk it cannot hear it cannot see and it cannot speak. So it cannot be a God. Glory be to God. That is completely uh, ridiculous when people are bowing down to these things, calling it God. All right, let's look at 1 Samuel, chapter 31 and verse number 9. And this is what it says. And they cut off his head and stripped off his armor, and sent it into the land of the Philistines round about to publish it in the house of their idols and among the people. In every verse I'm reading to you tonight, is talking about the idols. The idols, that's what's going on. But I tell you, a few weeks ago, God had me to preach a message, and the message was, the idols are coming down. And I'm telling you something, we got some American-made idols. We got some preachers. We got some pastors. We got some prominent men that are coming down in the White House, in the government, in the church. But let me tell you something. God already spoke concerning this. He said judgment must begin at the house of God. So what we see going on in the body of Christ, It had to start with us because we are the salt of the world. We are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. We season this world. Glory be to God. We have the light, which is Christ Jesus living on the inside of us so that we can see not only our way, but we can lead people to the light. But if the light is dim, if the light has gone out, that's the spirit of Ichabod. So we can't leave nobody to the light. And this is why the church is going through uh, 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 such difficulty right now because nobody, nobody wants to come to the church. Nobody wants to follow Jesus because they're looking at believers and they're seeing what believers are doing. The Word of God says that uh, in, in, in Matthew chapter 28, the Great Commission, he said, go ye out into all nations and 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 teach and and make disciples of the people but you know what's happening we're supposed to go into all the world and preach the gospel but what's happening is the world is coming into the church preaching their mess glory be to god so uh, we're supposed to be the influencers but yet the world is influencing the church they're they're coming into the church bringing rap music, rap musicians and their their proper line in the church. They're doing all these things. They're operating in the same manner that the, the sorcerers and the diviners are. They they're going and, and people have to pay to get a word from them. They, this this is this is ridiculous. It's not even biblical. And so these people have made themselves idols. And the people are bowing down to them. They said, oh, I got to get a word. I got to get a word from so-and-so. I'm going to hear sister so-and-so tonight. I'm going to hear brother so-and-so. But I got news for you. If you get in the word of God, 52 books, I mean, 66 books, glory be to God, you can get a word from God. You don't have to go and pay a false prophet to tell you some lies. Glory be to God. All you got to do is get in God's word. Pray. When you sit down to read the word and ask the Lord to speak to you, ask the Lord to give you ears to hear what the spirit is saying, and then you don't have to bow. You don't have to bow to these false pastors and these false apostles and these false preachers and these people that are just going to pimp you and and proper life to you. So let's get back to this idol. They're making merchandise out of God's people. 10 and 12 says, that he took away the sodomites out of the land and removed all the idols that his father had made. So he took away the sodomites. Now y'all already know, I'm going to tell you exactly what that means the homosexuals. He took them out of the land. He took them away. Glory be to God. So that tells me right there that God does not approve of that sinful lifestyle. So before you get offended, I'm going to tell you this. God does not approve of sin, period, whether it be sodomy or whether it be fornication, whether it be adultery, or whatever it is, perversion, God does not approve of sin. Glory be to God. Sin is, is, is wickedness, and sin has a penalty. The Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. That's the penalty for sin. Glory be to God. But thanks be unto God, hallelujah, who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus where I should have been dead, I could have been dead, and I would have been dead if I had to pay the penalty for my sins. Glory be to God. But the blood of Jesus paid it all. Hallelujah. And I got to thank him tonight. The blood of Jesus paid my sin debt. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And he'll pay yours if you will confess your sins tonight and uh, uh, be forgiven by the Lord Jesus Christ and ask him to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Glory be to God. You can lay down your idols tonight. You can lay them down. Those things that you cherish, those things that you just love, that you, you know, they got their hooks in you. And that's the way idols are. Idols have their hooks in people. People are addicted. To their idols. I know people that are so addicted to their phones. I'm talking about young children. They can't put them down. They can't. They're addicted to it. And if you take that phone, that demon is going to manifest. Glory be to God. There are people that are addicted to pornography. If I'm talking to you tonight. That's an idol. Glory be to God. There are people that are addicted. They are in bondage to the spirit of perversion. Some of them are spiritual wickedness in high places. They are in the church. Some of them are leaders. High leaders in the church. but behind closed doors. Glory be to God in the highest. They are addicted to spirits of perversion and lust, and they are doing all sorts of ungodly deeds, abominations, wicked abominations. Hallelujah. And they are sodomites. Glory be to God. And God said he took away the sodomites out of the land and removed all the idols that his fathers had made. That's 1 Kings 15 and 12. Well, let's look at 1 Kings 21 and 26. And this is what the Bible says. And he did very abominably in following idols according to all things as did the Amorites, whom the Lord cast out before the children of Israel. I remember uh, reading in Deuteronomy chapter 7 and uh, verse number 3. And this is what the Lord said, when you come into the land um, that the Lord thy God has swore to give to your fathers. See, God is a promise keeper. He didn't say if you come into the land. He said when. He said when you come into the land, he said um, don't make any covenant with the people of the land. He said you're to utterly destroy them. Hallelujah. That's the men, the women, and the children. Get rid of everything. He said, um, because he said, don't let your sons marry their daughters and don't let your daughters marry uh, your sons. He said, lest they turn your heart from following God. And if they do, if you do this and you turn from following me, he said, then you will provoke me. Hallelujah to jealousy, and then I'm going to have to deal with you. I just kind of summarized that. Now, what are we seeing today? We saw that the children of Israel did not destroy all the nations that God told them to destroy. The Amorites, the Amalekites, uh, the Sodomites, uh, the Hittites, the, the uh, Perizzites, the Jebusites, all of these people, the Hittites. They did not destroy them. They did not utterly wipe them out. So guess what? They, they had to contend with these people the whole time. And some of this stuff, we're still dealing with it today. Some of these ites, we're still dealing with it today because what you don't destroy, it will destroy you. That's why the Bible says, mortify your flesh. If you don't kill, the spirit of fornication, it will kill you. So you got to put it to death, glory be to God. Sex has become an idol in this country. It's in every TV program. The only thing I can think of that you can watch safely is a Western, and you might not. You you better be careful with that. Um, It's in everything. Sex is selling cars now. Sex is uh, selling a loaf of bread now even advertising children's games and children's toys. You know, I was telling my husband today, I said, um, the fear of the Lord is missing from the body of Christ. And um, I said, people don't seem to know that God is nothing to play with. They would come out better going to Walmart, buying them a wind-up toy and playing with it, than to play with God. My husband, he took it one step further. They come out better uh, playing with a rattlesnake than to play with God. And I said, what? He said, yeah, they come out better playing with a rattlesnake. He said, a rattlesnake is deadly. It's got deadly poison in it. He said, but there's an antidote for that. You, you can get to the hospital <coughs> and get the antidote. He said, but if you play with God, <coughs> There ain't no antidote for that. I was like, wow. And so I agree with him. You would come out better playing with a deadly rattlesnake. You know, they say the black mamba, they call that snake uh, a a two-step. Excuse me, two-step. They say after that snake bites you, you take two steps and you're dead. Mm -hmm. And um, so people fear a black mamba but they don't fear the Lord. Uh, one of my friends told me <clears throat> that she listened to an interview on uh, Pastor Jim Baker when uh, he got out of prison. And uh, y'all know he had PTL and y'all know the things that he did. And he went to prison saying the Lord rebuke you. I'm going to drink some water and stop you in your tracks. So he um went to prison, and so uh, when he got out, uh, John Bevere interviewed him, and he asked him, when did you stop loving God? And he said, I never stopped loving God. And he said, man, come on. He said, you just got out of prison. You did this. You did that. He said, I'm going to ask you again. When did you stop loving God? And Jim Baker looked at him. He said, I told you, I never stopped loving God. I stopped fearing God. And that's what we're seeing today. We're seeing a whole generation who do not fear the Lord. And this is why they have their idols, because they do not know that an idol offends God, provokes him to jealousy. They have no idea what they are doing. None whatsoever. So uh, let's get back to these scriptures. Glory be to God. So he said that they followed their idols and did according to all the things that the Amorites did. Now, if they had gotten rid of the people out of the land like God said, then these people wouldn't have been around for them to learn their uh, uh, heathenistic and idolatrous ways. I'm thinking about Numbers chapter 26, um, how the children of Israel they got involved with these Midianite women, and um, they came under this this spell, so to speak, and, and and they got involved with these Midianite women because they worshiped this uh, fertility god. And they danced around this pole. That's where pole dancing stems from. And, and they had these frenzied orgies. Just, you know, that's what everybody did uh, around this pole. And um, in the presence of this, uh, this was their way of worshiping this idol. And this was supposed to uh, create uh, fertility among the children of Israel because we know that barrenness, was looked upon as a curse. So not only did the um the um children of Israel, the women, but the men, oh, they got they were so deeply engrossed in it that when um Moses called a solemn assembly not Moses, Joshua, Joshua called a solemn assembly to um, you know, tell them, hey, You guys got to come out of this. You guys got to stop this. The Bible says that uh, a Midianite woman and uh, 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 a child of Israel, one of the children of Israel, came into the solemn assembly meeting, went in their tent, and was in there getting it on. And a young man by the name of Phineas took a javelin and ran both of them through. So, you know, they were in the middle of getting it on because that's the only way you can get two for the price of one. And so he he stopped the plague. 26,000 Israelites fell dead to the plague because they had gotten involved in this sexual sin. So that had become, that was idolatry. First of all, they were worshiping a false god, and they were looking to this god for fertility. It was a so-called fertility god. And um, the men of Israel, they were sinning left and right. And so God sent a plague. God sent a plague. 26,000 people died on account of this sin. Why? Because it was idolatry, and God hates idols. So all the children of Israel had to do was when they went in to conquer a land, all they had to do was do what God said and utterly destroy those people in that land. And if they had done that, they would have never gotten contaminated by these people's idolatrous practices. So let's continue reading the word of God because I don't want you to think I'm making any of this up. It's all scriptural. All right? Let's look at 2 Kings chapter 17 and verse 12. And the Bible says, For they served idols whereof the Lord had said unto them, Ye shall not do this thing. So in 2 Kings, they still serve in idols, but the Lord had already warned them and told them they should not do this. All right, let's go on to 2 Kings chapter 21 and verse 11. Because Manasseh, king of Judah, had done these abominations and have done wickedly above all that the Amorites did, which were before him, and have made Judah also to sin with his idols. You know there were uh, only there were forty kings in the Bible, and out of those forty, only eight were righteous. The other thirty-two they did wickedly or evil in the sight of the Lord. Manasseh was the worst. He was the worst. He did so many evil and abominable things and he worshiped idols. He had the high places. He he had the groves. He had he just was wicked. He totally totally disobeyed God. He had total disregard for the word of God. He had everything contrary to the word of God. And he had idols. He worships idols instead of worshiping the true and living God. And that is why God eventually, all right? So idolatry, idolatry, you're not going to get away with idolatry. It's going to cost you something. And in most cases, it will be your own life. God hates idols. We cannot think that God is going to overlook our little Uh, 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 this is just my little thing here. Uh, You know, this this is something, my little secret saying. No, God is not going to overlook that. He said, do away, put away your idols. And he's given the people ample time. So many people have been warned about this idolatry. But God is saying to the people of God, the idols are coming down. If you won't put them down, God is going to put them down and those that follow them. He's not going to have this. He paid too much. It cost him too much to redeem our souls than to allow us to partake in idolatry. He gave the life of his only begotten son. This is not a small thing. Idolatry is not a small thing. So God sends warning after warning. It's all throughout his word, Old Testament and New Testament. So we are without excuse. So for those that want to keep their idols, it's going to cost you. And the Bible says, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose their soul? Celebrities are talking about, you know, there's this, this, uh, there's this rumor mill talking about how they sell in their soul to the devil to get power and to get fame and to get uh, uh, money. What will a man give in exchange for his soul? You only get one soul, and that soul is going to live forever. It's going to live in eternity, heaven or eternity hell. You make your choice. God is not going to backtrack on his word. He said, I am God, and I change not. He's not going to do it. He's not going to wink even at our ignorance. The Bible said in sundry times he, he winked at our ignorance. But God ain't winking no more because now we have the gospel, and the gospel is being preached worldwide, so we are without excuse. All right, let's look at Second Kings, chapter 21 and verse 21. And he walked in all the way that his father walked in and served the idols that his father served and worshiped them. He's still talking about Manasseh. He was a wicked king. He was so wicked. He was so wicked, and he cost him his life. All right, Second King. See, Manasseh is doing what his father did. You you heard the old saying, like father, like son. That's what that's what he 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 he, he did. But he knew he had priests and he had uh uh uh, uh prophets who who tried to tell him the way, the right way, but he wouldn't listen to them. Matter of fact he got rid of them. He got his own prophets, his lying prophets, people that told him what he wanted to hear. And it wasn't long before he was gone. Manasseh, he 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 was gone. He was determined to do it his way. All right? Let's go on. Second Kings, chapter 23, verses 24. Moreover, the workers <clears throat> with familiar spirits and the wizards, this is witchcraft, and the images and the idols and all the abominations that were spied in the land of Judah and in Jerusalem did Josiah put away that he might perform the words of the law which were written in the book that Hilkiah the priest found in the house of the Lord. Josiah, he was eight years old when he became king. He was a young boy, but guess what? He did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. He was one of those eight kings that I told you about, one of the eight. That lived right, there were forty kings, and thirty two of them did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. Only eight of them obeyed God, and Josiah was one of them so josiah he he cleaned out the temple he 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 just did what was right by God, he consecrated the priests again. He instituted worship of God again. He did, he he got rid of the groves and the high places. He got rid of all the witches and the warlocks. He got rid of them because he knew we can't leave them here. Because the Bible says that a little leaven leavens the whole lump. So he got rid of everything that was not of God. It had to go. The Bible said he burnt their idols, his ashes, and then he threw it away. He got rid of these things. He chopped down their groves. He got rid of these things. Why? Because he was told he had a priest that was a righteous man that advised him in the way of the Lord, and he followed him. He followed the Lord through the teachings of the priest, this righteous priest. He was just a little boy when he became king. Glory be to God. But he did what was right in the sight of the Lord. So he got rid of those that had familiar spirits. He got rid of the witches and the warlocks. He got rid of all the voodoo and the hoodoo. He got rid of all the idols and all of the abominations that were in the land of Judah and Jerusalem so that he could do that which was right in the sight of the Lord. He wanted to perform, and he found the book that the priests found in the house of the Lord. When they bought that out, they read the book of the law. And the Bible says the people wept, instituted righteousness and holiness in the land again. You know what the Bible talks about uh, uh, when a king is wicked? What, what the, when the king is wicked, it's, it's like a curse on the people. But I have found out whenever the king is wicked, it's because the people were wicked. They wanted a wicked king. It's the same with presidents. Whenever we have a wicked president, it's wicked people that put him in office. Whenever we have a righteous president, it's because the people want righteousness. Yeah, it's because the people want righteousness. Glory be to God. Let's look at um, First Chronicles chapter 10 and verse 9. And it reads, and when they had stripped him, they took his head and his armor and sent into the land of the Philistines round about to carry tidings unto their idols and to the people. Again, their idols. They had these idols. It seemed to be a testimony against them. Every time you turned around the children of Israel and the children of Judah were back in idolatry when they knew god they knew who he was they had seen what he had done but they always went back to their idols like a dog returning to its own vomit let's look at first chronicles chapter 16 and verse number 26 it said for all the gods of the people are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. I remember um, Pharaoh, uh, this so-called great king of Egypt, he was so beside himself, he had the nerve to say he was God. Now, you know he had to be crazy. I, I, I said to myself, boy, what was he smoking? And he said that he was God, and he said, the Nile River Was his And that he had made it Now you show me a man That can make a river He was delusional People bowed to him As if he were God That's why he ain't here no more He ain't no God He wasn't a no God But you know what He had deceived himself and he had the people, they were so afraid of him. He had them believe it. He believed his own lies, and then he had the people believe in them. So when God dealt with him, he had to deal with him according to his heart. And this is why all of the plagues that God sent, the Bible said God was hardening his heart. None of those things were until God killed the firstborn in every house of Egypt, that hit home with Pharaoh. That's when he knew that he wasn't God. Yeah, he got he he got a rude awakening. And there are some people that are deceiving people like this. All these cults springing up. And people are worshiping them. I'm talking about people in the White House worshiping a man, talking about he's the great white hope, and he's going to make America great again. He is not able to do that because he is not God. The thing that he could do would be to lead the people in a prayer of repentance. But only God can make America great again. That's all he can do is lead the people to fall on their knees. But you don't hear him saying that. He's allowing these people to worship him. They have put him on a pedestal. And God said, no, you will know that I am the Lord your God. And there beside me, there is none else. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. All right, I have a few more scriptures, and then we're going to close. Let's look at, uh, I love the way the Bible says this, for all the gods of the people are idols. That means your uh, people that you worship, the money, your material possessions, fame and power, positions, uh, family members. Houses, cars, and land, your gold, your silver, your diamonds. All of that are its idols, saith the Lord. Glory be to God. And I'm gonna tell you something, in case you didn't know this, you can't take it with you. You can't take nothing out of this world. The Bible said we brought nothing into it, and we ain't taking nothing out. So you're going to have to leave your idol here And somebody else Going to get it And the Bible says you don't even know if a fool Will get it Think about that Let me cover One more scripture and then we're Going to close And when Asa heard these words This is 2nd Chronicles Chapter 15 and verse 8 And when Asa heard these words And the prophecy of Oded the prophet he took courage and put away the abominable idols out of all the land of Judah and Benjamin and out of the cities which he had taken from Mount Ephraim and renewed the altar of the Lord that was before the porch of the Lord. So what do we see here first? That Asa was one of the good kings. So I've named two of them tonight, Josiah and Asa, and then there was Hezekiah, there were a few more, but that's three that I've named, three of the good kings, there are five more, all the other 32, they were wicked, and so he had heard the words of the prophecy of the prophet, that's why you need a prophet in your life, glory be to God, not a fortune teller, not a diviner, but a prophet, somebody who will tell you what thus saith the Lord. Glory be to God. And he put away, because of this prophet, he put away the abominable idols. He put them away. He got rid of all the idols out of the land of Judah and Benjamin. He took them out of the cities, and and then he renewed the altar of the Lord. Because you cannot worship at the altar of God and the altar of Baal at the same time. Either you're going to love the one or you're going to hate the other. So he got rid of all of the false stuff, and he reinstituted the worship of the Lord. And I'm telling you tonight, that's the only way that America is going to experience revival. When we return to the Lord, and we fall on our knees And repent of our sins At the altar of the Lord Then and only then Will we see a revival In this nation No, There is no person That can bring revival There is no person That can make America great again There is no person who is the great white hope. Our only hope is the Lord Jesus Christ. Glory be to God in the highest. So I just want to thank you all for listening in tonight, for tuning in to Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry International. Thank you for your attention. This is Evangelist Janet Taylor, hallelujah, joining you from Walls of Fire Deliverance Min our email address is J E T two four five at msn. You can um, you can donate to this ministry through PayPal or through Zelle, and all you have to do is use the email address J E T two four five at msn as the ID. Our phone number, if you want to call us for prayer. It's 336-830-0601. May God bless you and hallelujah. I pray that you receive this word tonight and that you have been blessed. This is Evangelist Janet Taylor signing out. God bless you. Have a wonderful uh, weekend. Shabbat shalom.